Hello, hello, welcome to Anime Ichiban, Gooba Stomp's dedicated anime podcast. I am your host, Matthew Pontier, coming fresh off of guest hosting on the An Express podcast. If you caught me there, had a good time. I'm back to anime now. Joining me are my lovely regular co-hosts, Harry Rogashone and Kyle Morris. Oh, Konnichiwa. Hilarious. I think, you swapped I think, I think I think I've already done that bit before, actually. So that Have was you? that was bad. I'm like, I think well, I think I've done that. Bit. Well, the old ones are the best I, ones. <laughs> I think we're okay with reusing material here. I think Harry's yes. told at least like 50 masturbation jokes. So mm, this, this uh, is true. Yeah, and counting. Um, Anyways, coming coming back is Mr. Harry Morris. Hey. After having a slight reprieve in the last episode, how are you feeling, man? I'm all good. It, Hopefully it's, better. After yeah, the it's strange with winter. Every day is a roll of the dice where I could wake up and it's like I'm coughing and I'm sneezing and it's just completely oh my sick. God. It, is, it, it is a COVID day. And then some days I'll wake up and I'll be fine. And it's just like completely well. Um, so it's very weird. Yeah, just, just I never know what to expect. So on some occasions, yeah, I have been really poorly. Uh, fortunately, right now I'm, I'm coping. I'm all good. Uh, so yeah, my, my life's been good. Started a new job, which has been fun. Uh, oh, nice. A, Congrats. A full-time position at uh, a school nearby. That's cool. I uh, played the new Crash Bandicoot over Christmas. I'm going to b- b- breeze through all of this, by the way. I don't want to take too long. So <laughs> new Crash Bandicoot was really fun, but it's stupidly difficult at times, and the difficulty feels very unfair. So, yeah. So it's a good game. It's good fun. I like Crash Bandicoot, but 6 out of 10. I played Immortals Phoenix Rising, which is the new game from Ubisoft. Great world, really uh, kind of fun gameplay, but also very forgettable. Terrible story, terrible writing, awful characters, but generally quite a fun game. Uh, And I'm currently playing Jump Force, which a lot Hmm. of people hate. And I understand why, because there's a real lack of polish in all the story. The story's terrible. The cutscenes are like barely (laughs) animated. Uh, Is this another 6 out of 10? No, there's a distinct lack of polish. But the gameplay, the core fighting gameplay fucking slaps and it is really fun. As 3D Mm. arena fighters go, I actually think it's one of the better ones. So I'm thinking a 7 out of 10, actually. Fuck you. Oh, an extra point. Maybe I've just got a terrible taste in games because a lot of people are giving it like 4 out of 10, 5 out of 10. So so I'm just saying here, I think it's actually a little bit better than people make out. For that genre, at least. For that 3D arena... Maybe people genre. are just burnt out. Yeah. And and also, it, it has been out for two years now, I think. It is possible they've gone in and added some refinements. Like, they're still adding updates. Like mm. uh, I think they're still adding new fighters, too. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, Yoruichi just got added from Bleach. Yeah, I yeah. think there's one more character coming. They're in adding this current Giorno Giovanna and I think someone else. I can't remember who. But um, yeah, it, it, as, as 3D arena fighters go, it's honestly one of the better ones, in my opinion. In my completely not very well informed opinion, I think it's one of the better ones. <laughs> uh, so that has been my life. Oh, in the news of anime, uh, I started watching the original Dragon Ball series, and I figured I'm 26. Oh, I need to take my life seriously. I'll nice. watch. I'll watch all of <laughs> Dragon Ball for the first time. Uh, so I'm going to do that and go on to Dragon Ball Z because obviously I've seen bits and bobs before, but not all of it. So that'll be fun. Um, I started watching Dragon Quest: The Adventure of Dai, which is like the remake that's just getting made now. That's fun so far. Jujutsu Kaisen is still great, which we'll talk about later this episode. And yeah, good shit, good vibes. That's my life. So yeah, let, let, let's just jump right into it because <laughs> the, the new anime season has started and it is a blockbuster 
jam-packed anime season. There is a lot of much-awaited sequels, a lot of much-awaited premieres, and a lot of unknown factor anime originals that come out as well as just lighting things on fire. So yeah, Harry, tell, tell me about what, what you're watching this season. What's caught your attention so far? Um, so yes, as I mentioned, I started watching the, uh, the Dragon Quest Adventures of Die remake. Uh, so I didn't know much about it, but like back in the day, this was a huge franchise and like a really massive thing in Shonen Jump. Um, and it had an original anime, I think in the, I believe it was like late 80s, early 90s. I might be wrong. It was around that era. And uh, yeah, so it was really acclaimed. So I started watching it just because I like Dragon Quest and I really enjoyed Dragon Quest. Oh, so that's airing this season? Yeah, that's it. Uh, well, we know it's, it's start. Oh, okay, it might not be this season. It's on like episode 15 or something, but it's continuing. Oh, yeah. Okay, no. so shit. Okay. So like, it's it's not relevant. Ignore me. But it's good so far. I'm enjoying that. Um, so in terms of what's airing this season, I've not started watching anything this season. Oh, no. Oh, dear. You're I'm a not, big I'm not, liar. I'm not relevant for the podcast. <laughs> um so yeah no. matt no you absolutely have been watching something oh what, wait oh jujitsu kaisen no uh fuck harry go on harry. enlighten me the promise neverland shit well i've not watched it yet that's why <laughs> wait but you commented on it what no oh, did you just watch the i watched opening the that was opening it? see now nah, okay oh. so I've not started watching season two yet. I wanted to wait for it to air a few more episodes before I dive in. But I've seen the opening, which I commented on to you guys. So this was, I think, about maybe nine months ago. I posted an article about season one. Uh, obviously, you guys know this. I'm just saying this for our lovely listeners. Uh, an article about exploring themes of veganism and animal rights in The Promised Neverland. Um, clearly, as a franchise, it is exploring themes of humanity's relationships to animals and how we treat animals on farms. And... There's a literal visual comparison to that where you see the, the orphans sat down eating uh, rabbits on their plate. And then in the following shot, you see demons sat down to eat humans on their plates. So there's a direct visual comparison right there to the consumption of other living beings. Um, so to all the people who hated my article, you were wrong. Anyway. <laughs> but you should feel yeah. vindicated. <laughs> I'm vin yeah, the second venting is over. Yeah, it, it's three episodes in now, so I think like you, if you were waiting just for a few episodes to come out, it's definitely yeah. probably a good point to jump in. Yeah, I'll jump what, in. What I'm curious about is uh, I like I linked you guys this article earlier is how apparently this second season isn't going to totally follow the manga. It's going to be mm -hmm. an original quote unquote original scenario, which not sure what that means considering I, also the manga is done, so it's not like yeah. they're gonna run out of materials. I, I wonder if that means that. They just have no intention of finishing the manga, and so they're going to wrap it up here instead. But I, I'm curious to find out exactly how that differs. But so far, the first three episodes have been have been strong for sure. Mm. I, if if there's been some differentiation, it hasn't been super obvious. Like clearly, they went off the rails here. But um, yeah, I will say it's it's not as it's definitely running on the uh, momentum of the end of the first season, which is which is what it should be doing. But there's something about the first season of just the entirety of the show taking place in that tiny little house, essentially, that is so unique and special. Yeah, it feels so like So that suddenly now, yeah, now that they're out in the world. Are they just it, on the run constantly now? Yeah, and it mm. it's still good, but it, it doesn't have that same, that same uh, attention-grabbing energy that the original season had. But all that said, there's still a greater mystery. There's still what's happening in the world, what, um, where they're going to do, how they're going to survive. And it's definitely been keeping it going uh, each episode. The recent episode just came out today, yesterday, something like that. 
Yeah. But yeah, definitely curious I, to see how I, that I, I will check it out at some point. I mean, I, I'm intrigued because from what I read, I think the manga author is overseeing this, uh, this kind right, of anime yeah. original thing. So that's good that they're involved. So it will still be canon to some capacity. I know not manga canon, but there'll be some degree of like authenticity to it. Uh, from what I know in the manga, because I've not actually read the manga, but from what I know, it explores factory farms later on. Obviously, humans being farmed on really appalling conditions, and obviously in America in particular, um, and in, in most of the world, in fact, most farms are factory farms. So I think that's a really interesting comparison. And also there's a hunting reserve in Promise I haven't Island, where, finished where the manga. Um, I did read a little further ahead. And I peeked at a few later ahead chapters, and it gets really gross. <laughs> like, Watch it really gets uncomfortably it. gross. With what's done to humans. Yeah, just the brutal efficiency that's in place. Yeah. I mean, that, that's how yeah. farms are in, in life. Uh, yeah. That's, how, that's what we yeah. do to animals. So obviously, like, and yeah. to me, that, that's really powerful as, as a piece of, like, animal activism exploration. I think that's a really powerful thing. Uh, I get why a lot of people don't want to hear that and don't want to think about it, but it is what it is. It does happen, and it is worth your thought, irrespective of what you choose to eat. It's worth mm. thinking about. Um, but you, I'd, I'd be really bummed out if the anime didn't explore those same storylines, because to me, it's like they that, that's such... find out they're all magical girls. <laughs> <laughs> that's I mean, that's one be, way to resolve everything. That'd be interesting. It's certainly be an interesting twist. <laughs> Well, Kyle, what about you? What have you been uh, checking out this season so far? So, uh, I mean, there's the obvious, which is Yuru Camp season <laughs> two, which I've been waiting actual years for. So have uh, I. But aside from that, uh, yeah, I haven't really checked out anything, mostly because, yeah, it is a lot of sequels that I'm not super fired up about. And I don't know, I just haven't been like a, you know, seasonal anime kind of mood because it's very different from finding a show that's already done and like people have talked about and people know how they feel about i've definitely gotten into i think that point in my media consumption life where i don't like being disappointed <laughs> so that's kind of why i'm a little wary of just picking up new shows um but mm. i still have like <clears throat> I, I do still plan to at least watch Promised Neverland because I did really like season one. And one of the shows that's currently airing right now that I had read the manga, it was decently fun. And I think the only reason I'm not watching is because I've already read it, uh, is the spider isekai, which is mm -hmm. a lot of dumb fun. Yeah, it's... I don't know how the anime translated it, but it so is just anime a bunch of like power theory crafting. Um, I'll get into that. I'll just talk about it now. A anime is interesting in that so yeah you you read you read the manga you caught up on the manga as well uh yeah 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 i i got pretty right. deep into the manga right so i'm i'm also caught up on the full name of this series is so i'm a spider so what and that's it's great. about it's an isekai that, that's a very much an isekai yeah. name isn't it's it? an isekai <laughs> where the main character girl gets reincarnated as a spider and she has to survive in the last last dungeon of the world but in the manga kyle you're distinctly aware that Humans are a rare sight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't see a whole lot of humans. It's mostly just uh, her like trying to survive in like yeah, awful um, cave of monsters. Not not the case of the anime. Uh they are what? I think so it's still like Kumoko is still very and that's not even her real name because we don't know her real name, but we know call her Kumoko. Kumo means spider in Japanese, so Kumoko. 
uh, Kumoko is still very much alone in the dungeon trying to fend for herself. But at the same time, we swap between her story and the rest of her classmates that are what? living it out on the, on the other part of the isekai. What? Which is the other part of the story that the manga just hasn't gotten to, supposedly, oh, because the light novel is obviously way, way ahead. And so the anime is basically taking that story. Maybe, maybe this is how the light novel is, is written. I haven't really looked into it, but at the very least, it's not how the manga okay. is. So either it's following the light novel order or they are front-loading this other part of the story to show viewers that there's more to this series than just Kumoko trying to survive. I don't there know, is the a spider greater... alone was already pretty fun. Oh, yeah, it was like, still why, plenty why, of fun. Why not include... Like, what, but is, keep, keep in mind, keep in mind here that... Keep in mind here that uh, that weekly airing anime is hard. Uh, I guess it's the same for manga as well. But I, I feel like they're trying to grab attention uh, faster with people. Um, mm. that, that it's not just a gimmick. They're trying to show that it's not just a spider gimmick, I think. that's. I, I'm not sure. It, it seems to be working. Um, I mean, it's all up to it. It's so tough, like... It must be so tough trying to compete in the isekai genre doing stuff like that because, like, I mean, we've spoken about it before, but it's just so saturated with, with garbage. And, and to have your, like, story in that genre stand out, I, 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 like, you know, haven't you heard I'm a desk? <laughs> um, so what? I'm a brick. Like, like you know, to, to, to make all these ideas interesting in that kind of saturated genre must be true. Yeah, but it, for, like, the whole, like, premise of isekai isn't, like, the premise supposed to be enough like i was interested in this purely for the fact that like she is just a, a spider and like right that's it it's like 80 chapters of her being a spider yeah i i'm curious uh, to see how it plays out i still need to look into how this compares to the light novel as well the other thing that's really impressive about the anime though is that it, it is a cg anime it is a cg oh, anime okay. because animating a spider protagonist with eight legs would be a nightmare, I imagine. That, and, that is very fair. Yeah, but much like Land of the Lustrous, it is very, very good CG. I would say it it's the best. It's the best CG we've seen since Land of the Lustrous. What was that? Is it orange? Is the studio? No, Who's it's. Studio? I forget who. Let me see if I can look that up really quick, or you can look that up while I talk about it more. But yeah. Um, all of Kumoko's segments as a spider are in CG. Then when they switch to the humans, it's back to traditional 2D animation. Oh, uh, okay. But, okay, um, that's but again, they play, they, they aren't just using CG as a necessity. They're playing to the strengths of CG. So dynamic camera angles, having like constant little movements, even when they are supposedly standing still. Um, there's a lot of cool little details to the motion that they do. It's all very fluid. The, uh, all the monsters pop a lot more, I think, in the CG as well. So I I am I was definitely mm. worried when I found out it was going to be CG, but I am pleased with how it has turned mm. out. So I know, Harry, you uh, enjoyed Land of the Lustrous for its CG. Like, the story is, you can yeah, give or take, yeah. but I think uh, this is also another showcase of what CG anime is capable of when a studio plays to its strengths. Mm, I, I think for me, Land of the Lustrous was the only CG series I've seen where I actually thought, that looks good. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's not just the CG. Like, I think the aesthetic looks great. The use of color looks great. The, the kind of more washed out mm -hmm. look. It really works for me. Um, but I think CG is so difficult to get right. Because it's so easy to have it look like um, earwig. Yeah, earwig, I was about to say. Film. So, <laughs> oh my so, God. Yeah. There's a new trailer for that. I haven't <laughs> watched it yet. But something tells me it won't change my opinion. Yeah, it. don't. It's 
whatever. Mm. Um, but interesting thing about CG is like, so I'm not watching a huge amount of anime this season, but what I did notice in Yuru Camp uh, is that it does use CG primarily for vehicles or moving objects. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really only something that I noticed because I was looking for. Uh, because what Eurocamp does really well, and it's such a small thing that I don't know why other studios don't like do it, is that they just give the 3D models a little bit of shading and a harder line to make it look animated. Like that's not that much more <laughs> effort. Because typically what I feel yeah. like I'll see in anime is just like, oh, let's put this fucking like 3D asset we got off of Sketchfab. Yeah, it's literally just it copy-pasted from some Yeah, they just copy-pasted it from like some fucking asset library. But what's really nice in Eurocamp is like whenever you see Rin driving around on her moped, that's like most of the time her in 3D. But if you look at it, like her outline has like really sharp black lines. Uh, her, like she actually has shading and depth of color on her 3D model. And it like blends super well into the environment. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I I definitely noticed that, yeah, they do use CG for the vehicles. But, yeah, same, that never bothered me. I never stopped to think about why it didn't bother me. So that's a very nice observation for sure. Uh, Other than yeah, that, like... So I, I know, I know. by the way, Kyle, I know uh, season one of Eurocamp, you really liked the opening theme. Um, how does season two's opening it's theme It's definitely not Budget Jackson 5, which I, I, I did enjoy. <laughs> budget jackson 5 for season one's opening um it's i would say it's better um i like it a lot it, yeah i i really like it's got that persona 5 um, feel to it it does it's got a much more bombastic and energetic feel to it but i think that's because oh, there's a different the day it's it's so fucking good um yeah. but season two just has a much different energy to it which is really nice uh i did did we talk about this before where uh, the idea behind this season of Eurocamp is, you know, season one was all about them camping together and figuring out how fun it is to like, you know, be with friends out experiencing camping like this. But season two is all about them, you know, kind of finding time for themselves. and figuring Yeah, out we definitely how talked about it with us. I don't remember if we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what I really liked, um, what I really, really fucking liked about Eurocamp, uh, the last episode uh, that just aired yesterday or Thursday, I, it's, covid days are blending uh when (laughs) the last episode aired there was a line there uh where i think it was somebody was talking to rin about like how she enjoyed camping um because like the past few times she had camped in the show was with other people so this would be the first time she's solo camped in a while and her appreciation for solo camping comes from how the the way that she looks at it is that it's a way to appreciate loneliness, which mm-hmm. I thought was a really profound way to yeah, view I liked something that line. like solo camping. Mm. Yeah. And I just can't get over how the second season, somehow they've outdone themselves with the sceneries and the landscapes. Like it is because I just got finished rewatching the first season not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And the second season is even more gorgeous than the first season. I don't know how they did it. And not even just the sceneries and landscapes, but some of the, the close-up shots of just like a drainage pipe <laughs> off on the mm-hmm. side of the road. They put so much attention to detail in these shots. So the crazy insane. part is that like I've been reading the manga um, and the the volume I'm on uh, is actually the season that's airing right now. Um, but I've noticed that it's more or less a frame, like a perfect remake of the manga. Like it's close to one-to-one replication of the dialogue, 
just the facial expressions, the um, the the way the the scenes are set up. So honestly, I would attribute that more to Afro, the author. Um, mm-hmm. Although you know, I can't like deny that the you know animation studio has done like a fantastic job of bringing it to life. But a lot of the way that like the shots are framed, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the mangaka is very very deliberate with how he uh, sets up shots. Mm-hmm. And I think we were talking about this before as well when I linked an article how the word moe is banned in the production studios. Like, oh, no, yeah, this is great. not a no, it's this great. is not yeah, a like moe blob show. <laughs> like the the main focus is the. Um, like the, the girls are just a vehicle for the camping and the scenery. Mm-hmm. It's a good vehicle. Absolutely. But yeah. It's no, just it's nice. But I'm, I'm so glad the show is back. I can cozy up with <sighs> it after work. Yeah. Again. No, Perfect really season nice. four. It's winter again. Imagine if this came out during summer, how wrong that would be. It'd yeah. be a very different experience. I, I think they're going to be like heading into summer seasons for later volumes. Uh, Cause it looks like the, the manga is pro- progressing time sequentially, mm-hmm. uh, or at least at a consistent pace. So, yeah, right now they're, like, in the middle of winter. Right, but, exactly. Yeah. Which, no, thank you. Should there, beha- should there perhaps be a Yoru Camp game where you can camp with your friends online? Well, boy, do I have the news for like. you. There's Yoru uh, Camp VR coming so, out. It is, it is really? <laughs> yeah, I linked this to you, Kyle. Wait, when, when did you link this to me? <laughs> You can definitely VR. linked it to you. Yes. You didn't link this to me. I absolutely I was, I, I was just thinking now, because obviously, you know, you with Animal Crossing being so popular as a kind of... With Animal Crossing so popular as like a social game where people can meet right? online, especially during COVID, what if Eurocamp was somehow translated into that oh kind God. of experience where you could meet up with people, you could set up your, your tent and you could find a campsite online and you could like, I don't know. Just chill out. That be? Oh my God. Yeah. Basically, as an alternative to actual fucking camping. <laughs> yeah, because camping. I don't, I don't want to like, do, do winter camping. Do you want to actually camp without any of the camping oh and play VR camp video? I game? mean, <laughs> so VR anime experiences are things that are like kind of slowly coming out. Obviously, there's all of the hentai stuff, but one of the things that I've seen that I'm really interested in um, is the Spice and Wolf yes. VR games, uh, yes. which, by all accounts, are just really, really high quality like episodes, yeah. but in VR. That's so. what I've heard. I really want to play those too. One day I'll get VR. <laughs> All right. On oh, my yeah. end though. So mm-hmm. Kyle, you were talking about how you, you're past the point of jumping into something unknown because you, you don't want to go through the emotions of being disappointed, which is understandable. But like, that's the thing I really, really love about new seasons is that factor mm-hmm. of unknown mm-hmm. is just looking at a show and be like, the heck is this? Sure. Let's give it a shot. Because I typically tend to watch anime while I'm eating like dinner or breakfast or something. So mm-hmm. it's not like there's a whole lot I can be doing other than like think to myself, I guess. Yeah, and yeah. that's what happened with two shows this season being Wonder Egg Priority and Skate. Uh, Skate being spelled SK the number eight. Skate. So Yeah. So Wonder Egg Priority is by Cloverworks, which has done Bunny Girl Senpai. They're doing Promise Neverland this season. They're also doing Horamiya this season. So they're doing three shows this season, which is mm. insane. Um, but Cloverworks has... And they also did the Fate Babylonia anime recently. They have definitely built up a very good track record. And so Wonder A Priority is their first anime original series since they became a studio. And so I always get attracted to anime originals because it's just like, okay, there aren't a whole lot of them. And a lot of anime originals tend turn out to be really good. Madoka's 10th anniversary just passed. That was an anime original. And what a show. This, there's nothing really that I can... 
if I it's one of those shows where if I try and describe it, I'll sound like a madman. And I did sound like a madman when I described it on the Express podcast last week. I will sound like a madman right now. Yeah. Yeah, please try. So essentially what it boils down to is you have your main character, I, who is diving into these mental scapes of traumatized girls and facing their sources of traumas, like figuratively and literally, and essentially trying to bring them salvation from that trauma. The twist to it is that these girls are already dead. They've already passed away. They've already either committed suicide or some other, or some other harm has come upon them to where they don't aren't part of our world anymore. And this all manifests essentially as these eggs, the wonder, the titular wonder eggs that I guess she gets them literally from a gotcha machine and she'll walk out one day and she'll be in this dreamscape and she breaks the egg and the girl that she needs to save is inside that egg. It's like one part Madoka Witch Labyrinth and one part Persona 5, like changing people's hearts. And the reason she's doing this is because she's been promised that if she saves enough of these girls, she'll be able to bring her best friend back to life who committed suicide at one point. It's, it's very heavy subject material. Like, uh, they, they don't, like, they go into the backstory of Ai's childhood friend. Her name is Koito and how she committed suicide. And they don't pull any punches at all. Um, does it, it is, feel like torture porn though? It does not feel like what, torture. Porn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It does not feel like torture porn at all. Um, because the way they lead up to the scene um, and then how they show the scene. It's very tactful, but it's still very impactful. It, it at the shows same time. the weight of it. Okay. Yeah. It shows like why I is so messed up about this. Like why she feels mm. so much responsibility. The The running theme here is um, turning a blind eye to bullying, essentially. Like the, the main, the main uh, I... entities <sighs> that you're fighting against in these dreamscapes, are, they're called see no evils, except see no is like one word but it's pronounced see no evil, like turn a blind eye to it, which I has I, been implicated to have done. I, I Matt, hate Matt, bullying Jay. so fucking much, mm-hmm. and I hate how prevalent it is in Japanese media. I, and I recognize that it's like a, a you know very important social issue, but it's like, mm-hmm. I, I, I think this is the thing for me that like kind of sets me on edge. And like, mm-hmm. just gets me really pissed off. So I don't know if I could, I guess, does it like get frustrating to watch? So here's the thing. You never see the bullying at all. Okay. There has not been a single shot of the bullying happening. It's just been the results the of the bullying. Okay. Like what yeah, that has yeah. done to these girls. And it's not just been bullying as well. It's also been abuse at a coat by, by mm-hmm. a coach mm-hmm. or a loved one. Um, but it, the whole running theme is that you, these people had people they trusted that they thought would come to their aid and they didn't. And they feel mm-hmm. betrayed by it. And so now I is being that person to step in to help them after she once was herself one of those people who turned a blind eye. So there's this, this feeling of guilt and retribution as well. Okay. It's, mm-hmm. I say that and it makes it all sound like a heavy show, but there's also this sense of levity to it as well. I is this, this kind of dork of a character who is socially awkward, but at the same time wants to get to know people. She gets kind of like lost in these inner whimsies and fantasies of her own, like completely separate from the dreamscapes. And it's just gorgeously animated on top of that as well. Something I just, something I love about anime is that even when it's exploring really dark subject matter, due to the nature of its medium, it can juxtapose it with really silly humor. Mm -hmm. 
and really kind of dorky elements very easily, but you can't necessarily do with a live action. Mm-hmm. Because with a live action, it's always like, oh, that wouldn't happen in real life. In real life. So you place. can't really have that. Yeah, but with anime, you can kind of do anything. Like tonally, you can jump about the place and it sort of works. Right. Um, I wouldn't say you can so, do anything, so yeah. but you are capable of doing Well, no, not yeah. anything, but, but yeah, yeah, you're capable of doing anything. I mean, I, I guess it depends on how subject it's... Subject material. I guess it depends on how it's paced, right? Like, right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the... The interesting thing here as well, and another reason why I kind of related to Madoka, is that um, in these dreamscapes, uh, I is invincible. Like, she doesn't take, she doesn't mm-hmm. get injured by these see no evils that are chasing. However, the girl that she's protecting, like, that's reality for her. So, if she gets injured, like, that, that's real. But, Wait, but the isn't catch, the girl already dead? Yeah, the girl is dead, but that's also, it's, there's a lot of, there's only three episodes out so far so there's okay. a lot of questions okay, but yeah, but yeah, like yeah, that, that is a fail okay. state okay, okay. The, the catch what it, server, is it on Crunchyroll? it's on funimation. on funimation um the catch i it, i think i need to i need to get funimation because like a lot of stuff seems to be coming out there but I, i'm not getting a chance to watch there's a lot of stuff on funimation this season for sure and also who knows because there's the merger coming up uh the um, one thing i want to say as well um or not the one thing but the catch to this whole injury thing is that um, the injuries that I sustains in the dream world, they retroactively affect her when she comes back to the real world. Um, oh, Jesus. Okay, yeah. so there's some risk. Yeah, so like, it's kind of like an adrenaline rush where like, okay, I can brush this off now and then I can finish helping this girl, but when I come back to my own world, I'm going to suffer the consequences. And so, yeah, it's just s- such, it's a very mesmerizing show is what I'd use to it. Like mesmerizing is absolutely mm. the word I would use to summarize the entire experience of it. And it's definitely one that you have to see for yourself to fully grasp it. So highly recommend. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll check it out. Mm-hmm. What it, about that? I'm going to get, I'm, I'm going to get a Funimation subscription. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. like every episode you talk about all these great shows and it's like, it's not on Crunchyroll or Netflix. Promise Neverland is so Funimation just, by the just, way. It's, 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 <laughs> it's f- not on Crunchyroll. Five pounds a month. Sorry? Uh, Promise Neverland is, uh, is Funimation only as well. It's not on Crunchyroll. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's God. it before now. I've just I've just gotten like random links online, but no, I'll I'll subscribe because five pounds a month is actually not that bad. I can do mm-hmm. that. And if 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 they merge in the future, then uh, I'll save money. Yep. And then I won't spend too much longer on uh, this other show. So skate. It's about skateboarding, and it's by Bones, who you may know. That's done My Hero Academia, no. and it shows. Yeah. Uh, it's less about freestyle skateboard or more about downhill jam so it's racing downhill and it's just bombastic over the top shenanigans but at the same time it's still paying like any good sports anime it's paying respect to the sport as well and i am calling it now the two main characters are reki and longa they are the best boys of the year no one will top them at all <laughs> they have a super fun dynamic together um it, it reminds me a lot about surfer culture as well back living in california which i miss mm. it takes place in okinawa which is always a fun tropical setting uh, lots of fun, lots of really colorful shots, really bombastic characters. Uh, want more, want more of that. That's also on Funimation. <laughs> it's in Okinawa. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm getting a Funimation subscription. You've convinced well, me. Well, there you go. <laughs> does it, uh, out of curiosity, does it like delve into the culture slash history behind skating in Japan? Um, it might down the line. There's only two episodes of this out, but so far okay. it's uh, been. Mm-hmm. What seems like a fairly exaggerated microcosm of this downhill jam community in Okinawa, like you, ha- <laughs> the, you have to uh, get a secret sticker to even be let into the event, that kind of thing. And everyone dresses up in costumes. It's like, uh, it's kind of like okay. pro wrestling okay. goofy. 
Yeah. So uh, I, I don't I don't think it's going to get into historical like that. But it's more it, of a, you know, take this thing that probably exists in real life and uh, dress it up a little. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but okay. God, the races are just so much fun. Like Bones just goes pedal to the metal on them. And there's no CG involved whatsoever, which is really impressive considering how much movement there is involved in it. Uh, but yeah, mm. I, I, I want more of it. It's definitely, those are the two nice. shows that took me by surprise. Skate is also an anime original. <laughs> Talking about all these Funimation okay. shows, but first uh, first news topic we have is about Crunchyroll. And we're mm. going to be talking about Crunchyroll later because we'll be going into the anime awards. But we have some t- statistics from Crunchyroll. It's the new year. They released some statistics. It's always interesting to go through them. And here we have the most watched anime of 2020 by region. And by region, they mean country. Oh, yeah. I remember this because we've done this in previous years. Yeah, exactly. And so I guess this won't help too much because it's a little hard to keep track of which show is Funimation and which show is Crunchyroll. But remember that these are Crunchyroll only shows. So let's just start off with the US. What do you think was the most watched anime for 2020 on Crunchyroll? I would have have said Attack on Titan, but that only came out towards the end of the year. Uh, So we've got to answer something that's been around for like a long period of the year, I take it, as well as being super popular. Mm -hmm. Um, Would it maybe be like Boruto? I can't even say it. Boruto, (laughs) no. Is that even on here anywhere? Uh, Oh yeah, it, yeah, okay, yeah. It's but on thirty-two other countries. I, I just, I'm just saying because I know that I think Naruto is like massive in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like um, Naruto's kind of fallen seen. out of the mainstream spotlight, though. Um, the one that mm, my vote yeah. would go for is probably ReZero season two. Nope. Right. It, that, uh, that's that a no. Cool? Nope. It's only uh, the most watched in one country. Being, let me see if I can find it. Uh, Brazil. Uh, I don't know. It is not Brazil. Would it be God of High School? It is not God of High School, but that is on this list for some countries as well. Is okay. it, uh, God, my bra- Rent-A-Girlfriend? No, not on this list. Oh, thank God. All. all right. I think that's thank also Funimation. Is it, one, is, it, is, it, is it one of the big shonen? It is. Or something else? It is. It is a big oh, okay. shonen. Okay, so my, my Hero Tower Academia? Of God, nope. My Hero Academia. All those are on this. Those are all on this list for other countries, but not the U.S. What the? What other fucking oh. shonens were there that came Harry's out? Jujutsu Kaisen. There you go. We got there. Really? Uh-huh. Jujutsu Kaisen, number one most watched show for the United States of America in 2020. I, I guess I gotta watch it now because you both like it, right? Or I haven't. I've been waiting for it to finish. Oh, okay. Matt's not seen it. I, I, they've just started the second half of season one. Exactly. Yeah. So I think they've just aired like season I mean, episode 15, I believe. Something okay. like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I fucking love it. It's my favorite anime of the year. Right. So let's jump oh. to your little homeland over there, your little island in the water. So for the UK, oh. what is the most watched show of 2020? It is not Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, hmm, maybe maybe it's a, a show that uh, is... I'm, I'm, just, I'm thinking of a way to insult the UK. <laughs> is I'm this where we find out the America. UK is full of furries? Of oh, you never know. Um, is it Beastars? I... I'm thinking if no, there's some sort of is on the show with really, if it's a show with really toxic patriotism and a really stupid political opinion, then that's probably like the UK most watched show. I'm just trying to find a way to insult the UK because <laughs> I always insult the US, and I feel I feel bad doing that. I need to say my country is equally as bad, uh, but no, I'm, I'm not sure what it will be. Uh, it's the other show you'll uh, kick is, yourself is, for. Uh, sorry, it's the other show you'll kick your, kick yourself for if you don't guess. Oh, my hero! There Academia. you go, my hero Academia yeah. season four. <laughs> Most watched show of UK. <laughs> but yeah, they have a whole bunch of countries broken down here. I will just go through. I'm not going to go through all of them, but I'll just give you like the rankings. So 
Black Clover most watched in 87 countries. Jesus. That's at the top. Wow. Jujutsu Kaisen. My, okay, here's my, here's my quick bit of, uh, sorry to interrupt. Black Clover, so it did a, a bunch of like filler episodes recently because it caught up to the manga mm-hmm. and they weren't very good. Now it's just started the next arc, which is about like the canon stuff again. And the first three episodes have been amazing. Mm. Uh, so like Black Clover is a really weird anime that can jump between really bad and fucking incredible. And it like fluctuates quite a bit. But uh, right now we're going to the, the fucking incredible stuff. So mm-hmm. yay. Uh, anyway, sorry for interrupting. Yep. Carry on. So Black Clover, most, uh, most territories of high rankings, a lot of them come from Africa. Like Ooh, most okay. of Africa's map is Black Clover, and then like the other bits of it is Jujutsu Kaisen, and then there's one country that is for God of High School. <laughs> um, next down down below that is Jujutsu Kaisen with 71 countries. Then we have Boruto at 32 countries, My Hero Academia at 23, Tower of God at 10, The God of High School at 10, Attack on Titan at six, which. That's particularly impressive, I think, because Attack on Titan, mm. it didn't just start at the end of last year. It started with like three weeks of last year left because it started yeah, in the middle uh, of last season. If Attack on Titan had started earlier in the year, it would be the most watched show. Yeah. Mm. So the fact like, it's still down. made at, at the top of some countries is really impressive. Um, mm. Oh, wait, ReZero. What would be interesting to see is what, it, it'll be like in one of the top for this year. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, ReZero is on this list for a single country. Uh, really? A single which, country? Which which country is it? Let me see if I can find it. Uh, da, 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 da. That's honestly kind of surprising. Uh, oh, here it is. Uh, some archipelago off the coast of Australia, it looks like. I don't recognize. Uh, it doesn't give me the name of the countries. It just gives me this map uh, of them. So yeah, a bunch of islands off New the coast Zealand? of Australia. No, it's not New Zealand. Okay. It's like super itty bitty <laughs> tiny islands. And then here's that's, the interesting, or what I thought was interesting before I thought about it. So have you guys heard of a show called Onyx Equinox? No, I have not. I've not actually. No. So, In fact, I think I might have done, you know. Yeah, so it is a Crunchyroll original show. produced by a Western studio. So it is a Western original anime. And that is the most watched show for Japan, which I thought was interesting what? at first. Like, whoa, Japan, most watched show being a Western. But then I realized it's because that's Crunchyroll oh, doesn't have show. any that's show. right. Yeah. Crunchyroll doesn't have any shows in Japan because one, they have all their own streaming services and two, they just watched it on TV. So it makes sense that the one yeah. show they can't get through from either of those sources would be the most watched on Crunchyroll, the only place they can find it. So that explains I, that. I know, I know this is like a, a kind of a, a constantly debated topic, but if something's animated not by a Japanese studio... No, it's not, it, anime. It's not anime. It can be anime it's inspired. It's not anime, yeah. And this is very clearly anime inspired. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, just find, I, I, find, I find that a strange what topic. Yeah. Is really interesting for that is, uh, yeah, sure, you can only find it on Crunchyroll, right? So that's the only way right. you can watch mm. it. But uh, the impression that I get is that there is actually like a sizable Japanese population that is interested in Western animation. Yeah, um, definitely. Absolutely. So, yeah. Like I, I can see, I, like already just seeing, the, I, I have seen screenshots and clips of this, and it does look like a really visually interesting show. Um, with also subject matter that's like never been covered before. So, yeah. yeah I what's can, it about? Uh, it is about ancient Aztec mythology. Ah. It's an ancient yeah, remember- Aztec. Yeah, it's an ancient Aztec shonen. Australia loves Jujutsu Kaisen. All all the territories in Australia, yeah. all red, which represents Jujutsu. Good day, mate. Uh, I love me a bit of Jujutsu Kaisen. Kyle threw out Brazil earlier. That's Jujutsu Kaisen as well. Chile is one of the ones that's Attack on Titan. 
I'm just throwing out random random countries at this point. But yeah, there you go. Most watched on Crunchyroll. I was trying to find a list for Funimation, a similar list, but I could not find one, which I was bummed about because that really would also be heavy. really interesting. All, all the Shonen fans come out. Uh, yeah, it's not, that's not too terribly surprising considering Shonen is the most approachable for the general yeah. populace, I feel like. That's yeah. t- that's Those are the shows that get a lot of <laughs> for those. M- for more ones like me. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the one big news topic I'm going to go over. A lot, got a few other headlines we'll touch on really quickly. So I was talking about Skate earlier on, and something interesting that Bones is doing is that they have reached, a, not reached, launched a weekly blog for the Skate anime that involves, uh, it, it is the staff members actually posting, like sharing little snippets of the production or oh. actually sharing production nice. materials like storyboards or materials from the books as well. Is this the first time Bones has done this? So they've also done it with uh, My Hero Academia as well, which I wasn't okay. aware of. But it, it, go ahead. I remember seeing this with uh, Izakin. Uh, as the show was airing, Science Saru like, posted a lot of behind-the-scenes work, which I thought was really interesting because I think aside from Trigger, and Trigger didn't even really do it that much, uh, Science Saru is like the first time I've really seen like production as it's happening. Yeah, and I, I wish more studios did that to just get a, a peek behind the curtains and it's see. really cool. It's really interesting. Yeah, and just get like the dev diaries from games as well. Just the interesting mm-hmm. stories, like oh, like this scene right here, you wouldn't believe it, but boy, what a headache did it cause us! Like those kinds of things you would never glean yeah, yeah, just yeah, from watching yeah. the show normally. Oh, that's cool. So, and yeah, so there's a lot of. A lot of interesting things on this blog as well. Does the staff the look like they're a bunch of skaters? What was that? Does the animation staff look like they, they skate? No, 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 no. They No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe there's some that weren't shown. Moving on. Uh, we got a Hololive headline. <laughs> so oh. uh, Usada Pekora cracks the top five most Oh my god, I was so... Fu- I re- yeah, I, I saw that. <laughs> Yeah, so again, like this is this isn't just YouTube, this isn't just Twitch. This is of all streaming anywhere, of all viewers. So Pekora is number four most viewed streamer for 2020. A fe- most viewed female streamer. It's great so, because the infographic that released this information, it's like you see like four actual real life people, and then you yeah. see this anime girl. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and it's just really impressive considering again, Pekora is Pretty much only Japanese. Like she'll she'll attempt English every now and then, but she is very far away from being able to speak it. Yeah. And despite yeah, yeah. that, despite that, she's still the fourth most watched female streamer of 2020 at 14.6 million views. Jesus. That is a lot of views. Uh just That's to totally go gonna the- be Gura for this year. <laughs> oh yeah. She's already hit two million subs on YouTube. It's insane. So to go through this list really quickly, you got at the top, Valkyrie at 23.6 million views. Pokemane at 23.3 million views. So that's actually really close margin right there. Sad Dummy, Sad Dummy at 20.1 million. And then Pekka at four. And then five is Janetti at 14 million. Yeah. Hololive is big. It's not going anywhere. (laughs) They're they're pumping out. All righty. So with that, we're going to go move right into our Shitsumon main topic. It's not that much of a Shitsumon, but there's a lot to dig into here. So this is my favorite episode of the year every year is when the Crunchyroll Anime Awards yeah. are happening. And so we got our nominees. 
Voting has closed now, unfortunately, so it's too late for you to go vote after listening to this episode. But that won't stop us from going through the list of nominees and seeing who do we think are going to win? Do we think the anime community has good taste? Will they prevail in no. the face of bad taste? <laughs> from what I saw already, um, Jujutsu Kaisen has been nominated for a crazy amount of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that makes me quite happy. Right. So we're going to go through a lot of the major categories here. Maybe we'll go through all of them. We'll see if we have time. But uh, to start off, we're, we're going to save uh, Anime of the Year for later. We'll, we'll end on that one. But for now, we got uh, Best Protagonist. So we have Natsume from Decadence, Katarina Klaeus from My Next Life as a Villainess, Yuji Itadori from Jujutsu Kaisen, Anos Voldigode from Misfit of Demon King Academy, Midori Asakusa from Keep Your Hands Off Eizouken, and Shoyo Hinata from Haikyuu. So for, for these categories, I want you guys to tell me who you vote for and who do you think is going to win. So, Harry, we'll start off with you on this one. Although I think I know who I your think, vote is, at least. <laughs> well, no, no, actually, I, I think for me, I'd possibly vote for Shoyu from uh, Haikyuu. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I've not seen all these shows, so obviously, like, I, I know that that makes me biased. But um, I, I obviously, I love Jujutsu Kaisen. I like Itadori, but... I don't love him as a protagonist. He's not my favorite protagonist. I feel like until I see a bit more of him, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There are, there are certain protagonists I just absolutely adore, like Tandro from Demon Slayer. I love mm-hmm. him as a protagonist. I think he's such a likable character that you just immediately want to root for. Um, Itadori is great and all, but he's just not quite as likable at times. Um, he's a little bit more uninteresting, I find. Mm-hmm. But uh, but he's not I like, disliked. Right? I like. He's sorry? not disliked, right? You don't. You don't not like. Oh him. no, he's not. He's not. He's not dislikable okay. at all. He's perfectly likable, um, but like he just doesn't quite feel as charming, mm-hmm. I guess. But no, he is a good protagonist. I want to say that. Like I'm not. It's not that I'm insulting him. It's more so that uh, uh, Shoyo in in Haiku is or Shota Shoyo. I'm forgetting. Shoyo, that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so too many Japanese names. It's all <laughs> jumbling up. But uh, the protagonist of Haiku, he's lovely. Uh, so yeah, I think I'll give it to that. And who do you think will win on this list? Um, I mean, judging on the fact that Jujutsu Kaisen has been like watched so prevalently around the world, I think it's probably going to be a Tadori. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm not sure. But I mean, I- I'd be happy either way. Yeah, because they're both great protagonists. Actually, what I'll do is we'll we'll all convene for who we think oh, will win it. I would, so I would also say I do really like Anos Voldigold from Demon King Academy. Mm-hmm. I did I did really enjoy him as a protagonist. I thought it was very fun. Right. Because I, I do think there's still something very inherently funny about the whole yeah. like overpowered badass trope. So so yeah, he he, I, I want to vote for all three of them. <laughs> yeah, something I should clarify as well. The way that the winners of this will be determined is that they have a a panel of judges that they've uh, taken from around the world, and then there will be the popular vote as well. And so it is weighed seventy thirty of critics and fan votes. And so the mm. the fan votes will have thirty percent weigh in on the winners of this uh, these awards, essentially. So yeah, uh, mm. on my part, I w- I was split between Asakusa from Azoken and Shoyo as well, and I ended up going mm. with Asakusa and Azoken because I also agree with you, Harry. I love Hinata from Haikyu. I think he's great. However, uh, I'm you just recently watched all of Haikyu, essentially. 
Whereas I'm yeah. looking- Also, I, I, I forgot about Isaac and, and the protagonist in that is great as well. Yeah. So many great protagonists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot to mention so, I, I, Isaac and, yeah. The thing with uh, Shoyo and Haikyuu is that in the recent season, which is the one that aired in 2020, he didn't play a huge role, honestly. Like there, there, a lot mm. of the other characters got the spotlight. And so because for that reason, I, I gave it to Asakusa instead because she is just such yeah, a, yeah. a creative and fun-loving antagonist and so so f- perfectly flawed in a dorky way that makes her just easy yeah, to get yeah. behind. The thing is, and like yeah. I was kind of split between the two. I, so I've only watched the first season of Haikyuu and it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it's on the list to dive back into. But uh, see why my, I guess, initial inclination was towards Hinata um, was because I would argue he's a more developed and well-rounded character than Asakusa, but I also haven't seen like the past few seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm really just basing that on the fact that season one, he had a decent amount of growth and I'd imagine, you know, he's got like four seasons or so of development under his belt, which mm-hmm. kind of unfairly weights it towards him. Um, just because he's had more room mm-hmm. to be right. a character. Uh, so if you're judging it purely on 2020 only, um, yeah. That's for you to decide as well. That's just to to, me. Just arbitrarily have to go to Asakusa that. for me just because I did like her as a character. The only hang up I have is that she doesn't really change or grow. Right. She's the same person she was at the end as she was at the beginning. I still don't think it's a really good character, but narratively there's not much complexity there. Right. That's fair too. I, I think in terms of who's going to win this one, it will be it will be a toss up between Asakusa and from what I can tell, Itadori from Jujutsu. Really? Uh, I, I, how, I think, how rabid are Jujutsu Kaisen fans? I know Haikyuu fans are pretty rabid. It's I mean, listen to me. I yeah, really we, like we just went, <laughs> and we just went through the whole list of most watched on Crunchyroll. Like people really like <laughs> okay, Jujutsu. All right, all right. Uh, but th- again, like the way that they're weighing this is that they purposely weighed it less towards the fans so that won't become a popularity contest. But the question is like, does that carry over for the, the panel of critics as well? Which by the way, there are mm. how many again? Uh, more than 50 judges Jesus. for the critic side. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, I, I think like that's if, a decent sample size to kind of judge based yeah. on popular. I'm going to, I'm going to give it to Asakusa. I'm going to predict Asakusa though. I think, I think uh, it's, de- I think Izoken made enough of a splash to where she'll, she'll stand up, stand out. Yeah. Enough. That's just, hmm. and see, like I haven't seen the other shows um, to make a case for them. It's just that when we talk about Azuken, I'm not saying, and like I feel like the sentiment is that Asakusa is not getting chosen because she's the best protagonist. She's getting chosen because Azuken was a fun show. So people are kind uh, of like that, that's the impression that I get is that there's conflation between the two. I I, I I think she was she was a protagonist that was written for a very kind of arguably quite a difficult show to write because it is quite a sort of quirky subject matter. Yeah, and to tell that story authentically with a protagonist that can really kind of bring it all together. I think that says a lot. That's a good, so, excellent so way of putting it. So, she was a great so much force. of it, and so much of Azuken, really, um, but especially with Asakusa, so much of it is dependent on how much you enjoy or identify with the creative process. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't enjoy or partake in it yourself, Asakusa is like going to land completely flat for you because that's her entire That's also a fair point. 
That's also a fair point. I I I I really enjoyed Azakan. The only thing that I did feel is that the first kind of story arc was great, but after that, it kind of felt like it was sort of retreading yeah. with a different skin each yeah. time. So actually, the latter half of the series I found really boring. It was a bit of a slog to get through. That's fair. But the first kind of like handful of episodes I really enjoyed, it just didn't really build on that for me. Yeah, I kind of wanted to see her fail a little more because she's got like the right like mm. shonen protagonist kind of energy where it's like, nothing's going to beat me down. I'm going to be king of the Hokages <laughs> kind of attitude. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of a, all right, here's a problem. We solved it. So in a weird way, I almost feel like it would have been better as like a mini series or a film. Mm -hmm. I can see that. Like, cause, cause it, it did feel like a great concept, but it didn't have enough depth Matt, to, it to you, really carry it as a whole Decadence, series. Matt? I watched the first two episodes of it and I was not a fan. Oh, not a fan. Okay. So that's yeah. not even like, and in, I, I didn't, and I watched enough of the first two episodes to where I, I did not like Natsume either. So she wouldn't Ooh, be. Well, bye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and everything I, I know people I do as a villainess is that it's just fan service isekai. So I wouldn't say it's fan service isekai, but it's it's just fun fluff. And Katarina is isn't fluff? like okay. particularly like a compelling protagonist. She gets her job uh, done. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. And I will say, like, I do know people like Decadence. I do know that pe people like Natsume as well. But I don't. I don't think. I don't think she has a chance for sure. Mm. All right. So yeah, toss up between Itadori and Nasakusa. On to best antagonist, we got N from Dorhedoro, Roman Sakuna from Jujutsu Kaisen, Rachel from Tower of God, Akito Soma from Fruits Basket, Echidna from ReZero, and Overhaul from My Hero Academia Season 4. So Kyle, start with you this time. I, I think it's going to go to Echidna. Uh, although, again, I don't, I haven't seen Jujutsu Kaisen, so I, and I don't know the discussions around there. How is Ryoman as an antagonist? So, so this is Sukuna in uh, in Jujutsu yeah. Kaisen. It's okay. This is a weird one. There's a couple of things that have been picked for Jujutsu Kaisen. I thought, why were they picked? Why was that <laughs> picked? This is one of them. Sukuna is like quite a central figure to it. The idea is that the main character. This isn't really spoilery because this happens in episode one. Uh, the main character ingests this finger. It's called Sukuna's finger, and it's basically this demon lord called called Sukuna. And by ingesting it, it's meant to kill him but it actually kind of contains the curse within him. Yeah. It contains the demon in him. And so he becomes kind of like a vessel that's holding this really deadly demon. The thing is, beyond that, he doesn't really work actively as an antagonist. He He's in the main character and he is a, a major plot point for the whole oh. the story, but he's not actively engaging as an antagonist. So I find it really hmm. weird that they chose him when there are a couple of antagonists in the show, one in particular that played a major role in the arc just gone, who was like fucking amazing. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he's got like blue hair and he's kind of like, he can manipulate people's skin and their bodies and stuff. And he's like kind of this patchwork curse and he's like really evil. He does something in particular that's really like evil at one point and really kind of quite shocking. And it's like, he's an amazing antagonist and he wasn't mentioned. So I find it really weird that he wasn't chosen. There are definitely a, was, a handful of odd isn't additions really the on antagonist. Yeah, I, I agree Sorry? with you on that. <laughs> It, it seemed like a really weird choice. And and a similar thing, in fact, no, I was going to, someone else, but I'll mention it later when we actually get to it in the categories. Um, so no, I wouldn't uh, vote Jujutsu Kaisen on this category. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. how I feel about Overhaul. I don't think he's a very good villain. Right, same. Uh, he's just mm. kind of there as like the person that Deku needs to beat up. Right, yeah. And his I motivation is I... to be the person that like kills heroes which is 
Okay, cool. I love, I love Gentle Criminal, and I hope he comes back into the story at some point. Why why doesn't he fucking, like, I I think there is some kind of misconception that antagonist needs to be, like, the main villain, and it really doesn't. It's just any Mm -hmm. antagonistic Mm -hmm. figure. Gentle Criminal was such an interesting Yeah, I really enjoy Gentle. Yeah. Really, really cool. And, and like, I really hope he comes back into it, because to me it's like, I think there could be such a cool arc with him, a kind of redemption arc where he somehow becomes a hero gradually and he somehow like has his faith in being a hero mm-hmm. kind of restarted. I don't know. That could be something really cool there and I hope he plays more of a role. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't so, seen Doro Hidoro or Tower of God, um, but I mean, you've been watching Fruits Basket, right, Matt? Right, yeah. And so, I, I voted for Akita. But, okay. uh, but who, mm-hmm. I, guess, I guess there probably isn't one that you could vote for on this one, yeah, Kyle? I mean... Not, not really. Um, I, I can see people enjoying Echidna. Um, I, I think she's like an interesting character. I think mm-hmm. the idea of the witches in the world of Rizuru is interesting. Um, it's just, yeah, I, I can't make any more of an assertion beyond that because I didn't right. stick with the show. <laughs> yeah, and I'm still waiting for the second season to finish to watch it, so I can't comment on that either. So... On mine, uh, yeah, the only the only two that I could vote for here would be Akito and or Overhaul because those are the only two I've watched. But um, I think even if I had seen any of these other shows, I would vote for Akito regardless. Uh, Akito is one of those characters. He's one of the he's one of those antagonists that when I was reading the Fruits Basket manga way back when I was a little weebling in like middle school or high school, I just remember this like deep ingrained fear of Akito. I don't, I don't remember why that was. Like mm. if I think back to when I was reading the manga, I don't remember why I was so terrified of Akito. I just remember like that feeling was there. And seeing this remake, I am reminded why that is the case. Like Akito is the kind of antagonist that you can imagine meeting in your own life. And that's what makes him absolutely terrifying. The way he is so manipulative and just so... uh malicious in how he manipulates people is downright slimy and insidious and you can't help but at the same time he is very charismatic as well you can't help but just kind of get pulled into his pace and just the things that the place the mental places that he puts other characters in Mm. is just very very gut-wrenching to watch happen um, and he knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly what buttons to push, exactly where to twist the knife, how much to twist the knife to where he just barely leaves characters intact, essentially. And he does it in such a way that if I ever met him in real life and you know there are people out there like him and that there is a distinct possibility that you could meet people like him, um, your life could take a turn. And mm-hmm. that, that's the deep instinctual mm-hmm. fear I feel when I see Akito. I mean, I've only seen season one, but it's like, even then, you can still feel the effects of, like, how people are, you know, kind of still recovering or dealing with uh, the trauma inflicted by him. Exactly, yeah, for sure. I think who's going Mm -hmm. to win, there's no no competition. It's going to be Rachel. Rachel is going to take this by a landslide. I haven't even seen Tower God, but I know. It's just one of those cultural osmosis things. I, I know just what happens with her (laughs) Um, and Uh, how people reacted to that. 
I, there's there's no way Rachel's not going to take this. I think, especially with uh, critics having as much. Star of God, good. It's very good from what I've heard. Um, mm. It's good from people yeah. I trust. I trust as well. Just haven't got around to watching it. And those same people who said Tower of God is good say God of High School is bad, which it is bad. Oh, good. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah, right. I, I, I keep I keep muddling the two up. So like I've heard really bad things about God of High, High School. School. So fucking bad. <laughs> is it really, really I bad? I hated yeah, it. It's, it's bad. so bad. That like was one of the shows that turned me off of watching seasonal anime. Mm. It's Alrighty, so annoying. Yeah, yeah, it's such an annoying show. So it's like patronizing. Yeah, yeah. It's extremely fucking patronizing. Oh God! All I right, hate it. moving on to best boy. I, I really hate that show. I really hate that show. <laughs> this this list this list looks a lot like the best uh, best protagonist list. So uh, we got Kamen from Doro Doro Hey Doro. Oh, best boy. Right. Yeah, uh, Satoru Gojo from Jujutsu Kaisen, Kun Agura yes. Agnes from Tower of God, Lagoshi from Beast Stars, Anos Voldigold from Misfit Demon King, and Shoyo Hinata from Haikyuu. Uh, is this for best boy? This is for best boy. Yeah. Nominated for protagonist. Gojo all the fucking way. <laughs> yes. Satoru Gojo. Yes. So for this one, I voted Hinata uh, because he is mm. a very good boy. I, I, get, I, I look at Gojo and we, I remember we had this similar, this similar discussion last year of like the difference between best boy and best protagonist. Um, like, and same for best girl. Like best boy is someone that you kind of Actually, no, I'm not going to say. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I can't even put you, this. You, no. you want to... So is is, you, is, you is Gojo a boy? Him and you think or is they he a deserve man? all the Protect happiness someone. in the world. And yes, that's it. That's so, it. You want yeah. them to deserve all the happiness in the world. And that's what I want for him. I, I guess for me, Gojo is my favorite male character, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. like, so that's why I'd say best boy. Um, Just such a likable character who's so like humorously overpowered. Mm-hmm. I think likability is, is an also saying? an important factor here because I, oh yeah, he's likable in every I single. I know scene. that there are going to be horny furries out there that vote for Lagoshi, and I don't agree with that because he's such a fucking simp. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's a likable character. I think he's a piece of shit. And I think he's written to be that way, right? Right. Yeah, but that's the yeah. whole thing. Is like people yeah. will he's going to get the sympathy vote, right? Because yeah, people I can think, see what you oh, mean by he that. deserves mm-hmm. happiness because he's so sad. That's that's not how life works or should work. <laughs> I, th- I, d- I don't like the idea of, of um, any kind of art or entertainment tailoring to the like the kind of the nice guy, virgin wank anime boy. That's kind of what Beastars is. <laughs> that's kind of what Beastars is. The, guy, the guys who like share hentai on Reddit and, and, and cry that no girl wants to fuck them. And think that they're somehow the incel kind of crowd. Basically, yeah. you seem to think like yeah, they they fail to see the reason why no one wants to have sex with them is because they're so utterly uncharming and just dislike. Yeah, so like I people. can see. Well, I I haven't seen Tower of God, and I don't know who Anos is as a character. But barring Lagoshi, the other three are like pretty widely recognized as like very lovable, likable characters. Anos mm. don't need no yeah. protecting. <laughs> Anos don't need no protecting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Anos doesn't really fall into best boy territory for me either. It's just like, he he get, he gets what he wants. He does, he like, anything he yeah. wants, he gets. Like, oh, okay. Um, well. Yeah. Mm. Because he's that, he's similar to what Gojo sounds like. He's just that overpowered. But Anos See, is like in another league. <laughs> it's, it's funny how you phrase it like that because 
mildly related for, you know, the mirror topic or category for this is uh, for Best Girl, I would put Kanamori up there for kind of the exact same reasons that you're describing Anna says. But I feel that's like that true, works yeah. more for her. Yeah, that that's true, yeah. Mm. I think it works more for her because, like, it's not superpower magic nonsense. Oh, it's not like, it's like overpowered nonsense. <laughs> yeah, like, Akanamori is, again, like, someone you can imagine in real life actually. Can that's, yeah, that's true. that's true. She can't spin a castle on her fingertips like a basketball. I'm Excuse sorry, me? Kyle. <laughs> Anos Voldigol can spin a castle on his fingertips like a basketball. Yeah, but why? Yeah. Why not? Because he just can't. Yeah. He just can't. Because oh. it's fun. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So right. as far as who I think will win this, um, yeah, I think for what I know about Gojo and Jujutsu, I think uh, I think he has a very good shot about this. I I don't yeah. I really don't know enough about Dora Hidoro to make any comments on it whatsoever on any whenever it appears on any I, I saw about yeah. I actually so I saw about two episodes of it. Um and I didn't dislike it, but it, it was a lot of 3D animation, which I'm very mixed on anyway. But also, I just, it didn't really engross me after two episodes or so. It might have even been three episodes I saw. It didn't really hook me in. I don't know. I and For me, I've always felt mm-hmm. like after, after one or two episodes, I kind of know, like, do I want to keep watching this? And I don't know, it just wasn't really Was it the animation me. style? Was it the content? I think the animation's one thing. It wasn't bad by any means. It was done by Mappa, so oh. obviously, like it, it was, it was high quality. I'm just not a particular fan of 3D animation in general. That's what it is. Like I can acknowledge this was one of the better instances of 3D but animation. Still, like uh, I'm just, I'm just not really a fan of 3D animation. Okay. I just don't really like the look of it, to be honest. Um, uh, with, with very rare exceptions like Land of the Lustrous, which to me, yeah. see, like seem to just I know Dora Hidoro is a series that I'm going to enjoy because I actually started reading the manga a bit and it's right up there with the kind of tone and style of something like Berserk or Blame, which is very Mm. gory, nihilistic future. Yeah. Where the difference here in Dora Hidora is that there's like a good amount of levity. Yeah. Like that's Mm. the one thing I do know is that the world is like very purposely grimy and just disgusting. So I don't Um, know how that translates to 3D. Right. And just in color as well. It just might yeah. be... Because, like, uh, as a manga, yeah. like, you can... Like, it feels gross. Because, mm-hmm. like, the way all the environments and shots are drawn is just very deliberately scratchy. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, moving on. Yeah. So, so. Moving on to best girl, like we were just talking about. So we got Sayaka Kanamori from Eizouken. Chizuru Mizuhara she from Winter Girlfriend. Noi from Dori Hodoro. Katarina Kleis from My Next Life as a Villainess. Abigail Jones from Great Pretender and Kaguya Kaguya Shinomiya from Kaguya-sama, Love is War. All right. Harry, we're back to you starting first. Uh, Wait, what was the second one? Uh, Chizuru Mizuhara from Rent-A-Girlfriend. Right, so I think the only one of these series I've seen was Isaacan, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, I've heard apparently uh, Villainess is really good. I've heard, but I don't know anything about it. But I've I've heard good things about mm-hmm. it. Um, but no, I, I'll have to say Isaac and purely because it's the only one I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not the most well versed, I'm afraid, on this category. Yep. Kyle, what about I'm, you? I'm going to put my my vote and my prediction for who's going to win is is Kanamori. Like, yeah. If anybody else wins, I'm going to be very upset. No man, like it's it's going to be Kaguya. There's no question it's going to be Kaguya. Really? You think it's going to be you, Kaguya? Did you see <laughs> Did you see the recent season? I haven't. No. The recent season just propels this series fr- to like 
legendary. Oh, is status. it where? Okay, yeah, yeah. I I think that I know where they started covering. Then if yeah, is it season so, three? It's on season two. No, season two. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So I was split between, like honestly, like I like Kanamori, but I was split between Kaguya and Abigail Jones on this category. But then I I gave it to Kaguya, and who's going to win? There's no question in my mind. It's going to be Kaguya. There's okay. no competition here whatsoever. Um, just again, the way going back to our criteria as well of who someone you want you wish happiness for as well. Um, Kaguya really, really tries hard to find her happiness in the most clumsy and awkward ways possible. And sometimes she finds it and sometimes she doesn't. And at the same time, the whole show finds ways to uh, mysterious ways to throw wrenches in her plans. And the way she navigates and circumvents those and still manages to have these really tender moments is a really, really impressive accomplishment. Okay. Meanwhile, so Abigail she puts Jones in the effort has, and you want her to be rewarded. Yeah. Meanwhile, Abigail Jones has a really, really interesting character arc in Great Pretender. It touches on uh, a topic in anime that one, isn't touched on much, and two, isn't touched on very well whenever it is. Um, and I was very, very shocked at how uh, the tact mm. that was handled in uh, telling her story. And so uh, that's, I guess I do want her to be happy as well, but it's in a, it's in a different way uh, where it, it feels... And in, in, in her case, again, if I were to meet her in real life, I would be at a loss at how to interact with her. But at the same time, I would still want to help her, if that makes sense. Okay. Mm. Right. Sounds like it was James. a little easier to decide here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was, I was really hoping for a massive fight between you both because it sounded really tense at the start. But I was quite disappointed. <laughs> It was a very civil discussion. Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> like, in all fairness, like, I know the characters, Abigail and Kaguya, um, but I haven't, like, caught up with the most recent season of Kaguya, and I haven't finished Great Pretender, so obviously there's, like, a lot more character and development that I haven't, and that I'm not privy to. So, mm -hmm. mm. I get it. Yep. I know uh, there are some people that really like Noi from Dory Hodoro, just because mm -hmm. she's a very, a very different female character design that we don't often see an anime yeah. um just a very different build uh, i just really hope rent a girlfriend doesn't win anything no they they, they it won't we're skipping best opening sequence and we're skipping best ending sequence because it's not it's kind of hard to discuss those uh so we're going on to best va performance for japanese which i was surprised when i didn't see echidna on this list because from what i hear echidna had like a really stellar performance where she gave a five minute speech in one take apparently and everyone oh. was just like in awe of it. So I'm surprised that she's not on this list. But we have uh, Riho Sugamiya as Minare Koda from Wave Listen to Me, Megami Ogata of Hanako of Toilet Bound Hanako kun, Yusuke Kobayashi as Subaru from ReZero, Yuichi Nakamura as Gojo from Jujutsu Kaisen, Mutsumi Tamura as uh, Kanamori from Eizouken, and Yusuke, Yusuke Onuki as uh, Daisuke Kanbei in Millionaire Detective. And uh, for me to vote on this one, it was no contest. It's Riho Sugumiya from Wave Listen to Me. I know neither of you wa have watched this show, but to tell you why it's no contest, the whole premise of Wave Listen to Me is uh, this, this woman who stumbles into a job as a radio talk show host, essentially. And mm. as a, a radio talk show host, their entire purpose is to just talk 
Um, and the way the frantic nature in which she just bullet bullet speed says out these lines without tripping over her words at all is downright. Mm-hmm. It should be impossible, <laughs> uh, but it it's just absolutely incredible to see her just rattle off all these lines. Just go, 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 go. There were so many times when I was watching the show that I had to either pause the episode or rewind because I couldn't read the subs fast enough. That's how fast she talks. Um, and it's just a very impressive feat to do <laughs> that really conveys this character as well. I had no idea what the mm. show is. I just looked it up. I am going to add this to a watch slash read list. No, you, you got to watch really this like one. I really like the style. You, you got to watch this one. Like if you don't get uh, Minare's voice actor in there, it's just, I can't imagine it being the same experience mm. for sure. Uh, this is a weird category, I think, because like, Obviously, I, I really like Gojo's voice uh, from Jujutsu Kaisen, but like at no point was I thinking, oh, best voice actor of the year. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It, it's like, he's great, but I didn't get anything particularly special from his voice actor beyond he plays a role perfectly well. Right. Um, for me, I'm going to cheat. My favorite <laughs> voice performance from this year, uh, and it's not on the list, it was from One Piece, um, and it's a character called Toko. And this is a character who's been introduced. She's this little girl. And part of the storyline is that her and other villagers connected to her were fed these defective devil fruits. You know, the devil fruits where they get their superpowers from. Um, And there's a chance it will turn you into like a a zone type devil fruit user. So you'll gain a power. But there's another chance that it will kill all of your emotions. You'll be a reject. It won't work. And you'll only ever be able to laugh. So you can smile. You can laugh relentlessly, but you can't show any emotion. You can't display any other emotion like that. Um, and this girl, Toka, you meet her and she's just laughing hysterically constantly. She's really happy. And you think, that's really fucking weird. And your first response is, she's really annoying. But as the series goes on, you find out about this. You find out that she was fed a defective devil fruit that meant that she can't properly show emotion. She's constantly smiling. And then you start to realize how good her performance is. Because there's moments later on when she's like crying hysterically because um, someone close to her is going to be executed. And she's in hysterics, but she's laughing at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's like a really fucking creepy, weird performance, but it's thoroughly believable. Um, and there are loads of characters in One Piece that like do that, like because obviously loads of characters have these defective devil fruits, but Toko was the most main character who really kind of shone with it. So that's my best voice acting performance this year. Yeah, so kind I of think... Going uh, off of that, like, I, I, I feel like that's where I would... So... For all of the issues that I have with ReZero, I can fully recognize that Subaru's VA does a very good job in the role yeah. with the material. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree with that too. If if uh, Koda, if Mirare wasn't on this list, I would have voted for Subaru with, with my knowledge of season one. Granted, I haven't seen a season two performance, but mm-hmm. I voted no, he, he, for No, he does a really good job. He kills it. Yeah, I, I, I assume so for sure. I think uh, to Harry's point of just like, a lot of voice acting, Japanese voice acting, just not even like registering is because like Japanese voice acting has reached this pinnacle essentially in terms of anime, at least of just like this expectation of at least high quality. Like when was the last yeah. time you heard a Japanese VA that's like, Ooh, I'm like, mm, not sure about that. <laughs> um, I, I can't, I, I really don't remember, but mm, in terms yeah. of English voice acting, the bar is set a lot lower to where, the, the average, vo- and it's definitely been getting better over the years, but the average English voice acting for anime is still like so middling. 
The uh, interesting so, thing mm. about English VAs is that, yes, I would absolutely agree that, like, in the very early days of anime dubbing, like 90s, early 2000s, it's a little questionable. But I feel like within the past 10, 5 years, uh, we're seeing, yeah, I, I would say, like, the, the quality has shot up immensely. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm playing through 13 Sentinels right now, and, like, I cannot picture this as the, like, I'm really enjoying the English dub. Like, it's really yeah, fucking good. Um, I think uh, mm. the important distinction that English VAs have made in recent years is that they stopped trying to imitate the original yes. Japanese oh voice actors, God. and they've yes. started to just voice how they feel like the voice. And that really matters for, like, lolly characters, I think, yeah. or yeah, characters yeah, yeah. Like, with high-pitched voices in the original literally. Japanese. Yeah, they do not try to imitate that anymore. They look at the character and they come to their own conclusions. Like, how would this character sound in English? And they perform that. That's good, yeah. Mm -hmm. and I think that's- I guess it's also like, like, especially if you're tackling a character where the original Japanese voice is fantastic, you're never going to surpass that. Mm -hmm. So why bother? It, it, it's it's like if um is it is it Chris Sabat who voices All Might in yeah. the uh, dub? Yeah, like if he tried to mimic All Might's Japanese <laughs> voice, it would just never work. Because like because like, his heard Japanese them side voice by is great. Side in a while, is it like that different? Uh oh, oh yeah well yeah he, he sounds more like Chris Sabat. You know he, he's doing his own thing with it, which is great. Mm. Um and I'm saying obviously I don't watch the dub of My Hero Academia, but it's like it's good that he does his own thing rather than just trying to mimic. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm the Japanese voice because because otherwise you'd just be saying well this sounds wrong this just sounds like a, a shit version of the Japanese voice mm -hmm. so I will say at least for this category and I totally understand with like uh, you know even though I haven't seen it for a series based around entirely like radio broadcasting like you need a good VA um just with the shows I've seen here my I personally really enjoy Kanamori's VA but that's mostly yeah. because I really like her VA um, she just does the deadpan, like, like dead fish eye voice so yeah. well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, She's also a strong contender for me. I I don't know if Mirare will win this because, again, I don't think Wave Listen to Me was super popular. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think she has a good chance. I I think Subaru's voice actor Yusuke Kobayashi is probably going to take this. Is my bet. Mm -hmm. There's also best English performance, but I don't think I doubt any of you watched any of these English dubs for either my. I like, did. Or you just said. I watched. Oh, you did. Uh, I watched Great Pretender and Beastars in English. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Well, you watched part of Great Pretender. <laughs> I, I've, yeah. I, I've not yeah. seen any, so I'll be help. Yeah. I'll be help like I, I voted for Great Pretender because that was the only one I watched dubbed, and it's a good dub. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a good dub. Alrighty. That, uh, yeah, that's, that's where I land. Yeah. <laughs> I really yeah. I these. can't really comment more on that. Uh, we're gonna I, go. I just noticed that Tower of God character. Good for Johnny Young Bosch that he's still getting work. I like <laughs> yeah, seriously. All right, we're going to start going through these other ones a little bit quicker. So, best director, I don't like, we're all in agreement. It's got to be Masaki Yuasa from Azoken, right? Doesn't this just become best studio? What we talked about this <laughs> last time, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> like, Great Pretender is great and all, but it's. I don't know. It's really hard to judge best director. Like again, like where director has a large, mm. yeah, it has a large uh, <clears throat> say in how a series goes. But it's sometimes yeah. difficult to say. Okay, how much of that was the director, and how much of that was like the scriptwriter, and so on. I mean, but, even like, with yeah, Azoken has behind the scenes. Azoken has Yuasa's fingerprints all over it. So I thought he was like handing over, like he handed over like most of the direction to like the person who'd be replacing him. I thought uh, I oh, Song Song Yeon. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah. I think 
Oh, I think you are semi right. I think yeah, they shared it because yeah, he was okay. starting to leave, but he was still played a prominent part. It still definitely is very distinctly Uwasa. So yeah. All right, moving on to best animation. Animation is in animation quality. Uh, so we got Azokin again, God of High School, Great Pretender, Jujutsu Kaisen, Princess Connect, weirdly, That's and Beastars. A, a show. Yeah. And I, I mean, again, it's, I, it's I will probably just, an obvious one. Yeah, I'm me. just going to say right now, Akadama Drive got snubbed on this category. It should absolutely be a nominee, and I would vote for it too. Akadama Drive is stunning. Mm. So I am offended it is not on this list. It, it's not on Crunchyroll, though, is it? I mean, a lot of these shows aren't on Crunchyroll. Beastars isn't. Oh, Great I Pretender see, okay. isn't. Yeah, this is all anime. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, out of what I've seen, it's different. Really I, I mean, Isaacon was amazing. So some of the animation in Isaacon was really, really great. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'd be tempted to give it to that. But I do also love the animation in Jujutsu Kaisen. Right. Um, I guess in a, in a weird way, like I would give it to Isaacon because even though the Jujutsu Kaisen anim- animation is amazing, um, I think Isaacon was more experimental. Right. And took more risks. I mean, it's literally a show about animation. So honestly, yeah. if it doesn't so, win this, yeah. like... Yeah. I voted for yeah, Isaac. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give it to Isaac. Yeah. Yeah. Animation yeah, is more think, than just looking flashy. Like, yeah, if, I think, if this is a celebration yeah, of the craft of animation, that is literally the show. That, that is just the show. Yeah. Isaac has yeah, got yeah, this on lock yeah. for sure. Princess Connect, why? It's, it's a good looking show, but again, why, why that over so many others? By the way, I've been playing the phone game. Good game. Oh, All nice. right. Best character design. We got Azokin again. Great Pretender. Uh, Toilet Bound Hanako-kun. Brand New Animal. Tower of God and Yashahime. And I, I gave this to Brand New Animal. Uh, uh, yeah. It's like, like, for all the faults I, I have with it, they, they knocked the character designs out of the park on this. I had problems with BNA, but you mm-hmm. cannot fault Trigger's character design at all. Yeah. And just like mm. the way that, like the way that the human forms looked yeah, so yeah. much like their beast forms, it was yeah, it's it's incredible. Great. Like it you can really look good. at a person, they look like a person still, but you can easily tell like you are this animal. It, it's yeah, they, they knocked it out of the park and I would be shocked if that doesn't take it. Mm. Do you agree, Harry? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. 100%. I think if it wasn't for, uh, if BNA wasn't there, I would give it to, uh, Great pretender, but yeah, BNA, just mm. no question. Uh, so best, uh, we'll we'll sk- we'll we'll skip best fight scene. Uh, best drama. No, no, I have something to say. Oh, you about do? Okay, fight. okay, we'll do best <laughs> fight scene. Yeah. Tell me about Jujutsu's <laughs> fight scene then, Harry. Well, this is the other point I wanted to make. Um, this is a perfectly good fight scene, but it's really brief. It's right at the start, and it's one of the more forgettable fight scenes. <laughs> it's really, really weird. What? Don't get me wrong, it's really well animated, and it's done perfectly well, but it's a really brief scene. It's not like a big fight at all. It's just a quick moment. And that was somehow chosen over, like, fight scenes that lasted an entire episode. <laughs> That's very so strange. So it's really weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really fucking weird. It, it'd be like saying, like, the best fight scene in My Hero Academia um, is, like the scene when Katsuki is captured by that slime villain in episode two. <laughs> and Midori, and Midori has to throw his pencils on him. Like a perfectly good scene, but it's not like the best fight scene of the season, is it? Right. Mm. It's like that getting chosen over like the Namu fight at the end of season one with All Might. Right. That's literally what it's like. You'd be mm. like, why the fuck was that chosen? Um, so no, I, I think episode seven of Jujutsu Kaisen was like the best fight scene for me. There were quite a few great fight scenes, but this one, um, it's Gojo against a character called Jogo. So very creative names there. Um, but it's the first moment where you really see how overpowered he is. Mm-hmm. 
And it's just a whole episode of him just absolutely fucking whooping annihilating ass. this villain. Just whooping ass. And every time a villain does something amazing, he's just completely unscathed. He's just like, oh, you tried to hit me, but you couldn't hit me. And then he'll just turn it around and be like, it's just so <laughs> funny. And so it's so, it's just pure fucking entertainment. And it's great. And like towards the end of the episode, the villain does like this, his strongest technique and you're like, oh my God, this technique's outrageous. And then immediately Jogo just one-ups it and like does a stronger technique that cancels out the other technique. And it's I just, it's fucking good. It's so entertaining. So why is it that the, the, the dialogue for that is great. It's so funny. It is just, it's, it's taking the kind of one punch man formula hmm. and doing that kind of thing with it. It's so good. And that should have been the best fight scene. Slime fight. For- in my in yeah. my opinion yeah <laughs> for me i i voted for the akadama i'm glad akadama got a spotlight here at least because yeah the brawler versus master fight was great just to touch on it very briefly i really appreciated how they focused on the footwork of the fights like obviously like mm. punchy punchy that's what does all the work but uh seeing how the characters were very purposeful on where they stepped and how they stepped and when they stepped during the fight was something i hadn't seen in any anime ever or like really any fight scene in any medium. So I was very impressed by that. All right. Best drama. We got Fruits Basket Season 2, Great Pretender, Japan Sings 2020, Sing Yesterday For Me, B-Stars, and Somali in the Forest Spirit. Sing Yesterday For Me makes me sad. <laughs> uh, this is one of the shows that I loved, 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 loved until the final episode that shouldn't have existed. Oh, uh, I, what was so bad about... What was wrong with the final episode? Uh... Lots of poor life decisions is all I'll say. Oh, I'll, I'll still recommend, I still highly recommend the series. Just either don't watch the last episode or write it out of your memory. Um, <laughs> with that in mind, I actually forget who I voted on this. It was between Fruits Basket and Great Pretender. I think I gave it to Great Pretender because I voted for Fruits Basket last year. Mm. Hang on, wait, what's, it, what's this category again? Drama. Uh, best drama. Best drama. Okay, yeah, so I don't think I know any of these. How dare All you. the categories are blending into one for me. <laughs> There's so many. Anime. Um, yeah, I mean, I have, I, I've at least seen, like, you know, the first arc of Ray Pretender, and I've seen season one of Fruits Basket, so uh, I guess it really depends on, like, what kind of drama. Or, like, right, they're two very different dramas. Yeah, they're two very different dramas. Like, one is, like, a much slower-paced like family and relationship based one um and I, like what would you categorize the drama and great pretender drama and great pretender is like societal problem drama oh jesus <laughs> just okay. like c- coming to terms of psychological uh trauma inflicted by societal um, and overcoming that okay okay yeah, yeah. so I, I think you know that's uh just those as the two kind of like polarizing ends like I, right. I can see it going either way depending on what you prioritize right exactly i think this one is very much a toss-up between the two uh although you cannot yeah. discount the horny furry vote <laughs> again though it's not a popularity contest it's only 30 yeah. percent. well we don't know what the judges are like. exactly true true all right. Maybe if if Donald Trump towards the end had come out as a furry, oh <laughs> dressed in a fursuit, maybe he would have won. <laughs> All right. Best comedy. We got Azoken, Kaguya-sama, My Next Life as a Villainess, Sleepy Princess at the Demon Castle, Kakushi Goto, and Misfit at Demon King Academy. Kaguya-sama. I no haven't seen... Again. I've only <laughs> seen two of these. Kaguya-sama is consistently very funny. So Yeah. I will give a special shout-out to Sleepy I've only Princess, seen, though. Yes, I've only seen Isaac and Misfit of Demon King Academy, 
I, I didn't find either hilarious. Right, yeah. They're not really comedies. <laughs> they're they're good shows, had funny moments, comedies, yeah. I wouldn't call it a yeah, comedy. Yeah, had funny moments, but... Not, not a whole yeah, lot of actual like, laugh out loud moments, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I can say the same thing um, for uh, Kakshi Goto in My Next Life as a... Actually, I did laugh a lot at My Next Life as a villainous, but it, it, nothing compares to Kaguya. Nothing compares mm. to Kaguya in terms of raw comedy value. I think, honestly, like, some of... Again, some of the biggest laughs I've had are from Jujutsu Kaisen. And that's not a comedy, but, like, that's got some of the best jokes in it by far for me. Um, So I, I would cheat and give it to Jujutsu Kaisen because <laughs> I've, I've not mentioned that show enough so far. Subcategory. All righty. <laughs> Uh, best couple, it's Kaguya-sama, moving on. Best oh, fantasy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're not even going to discuss that. Best fantasy, ReZero Season 2, Dragon Quest The Adventure Die. There you go, Harry. Hey. Decadence, ah. Ascendance of a Bookworm Part 2, Doro Hey Doro. Would that, is that considered a fantasy? And Tower it's of God. It's very dark fantasy. I guess, fair enough. So uh, I, I voted for Ascendance of a Bookworm in this one. It's definitely one of my favorite isekai and just the amount of world building in it is absolutely Is it actually insane. a good show? Because that, that caught my eye um, yeah, and I've been considering watching it. It's a slow burn. It's a slow burn. Mm, like during the first season, okay. I almost dropped it at one point. Or I didn't drop that's, it more like I dri almost drifted away from it to watch other things. That's the impression that so I got from I kept people. Up. Yeah, okay. I'm so okay. glad I kept up with it. It's, it's okay. one of my favorites for sure. So yeah, I gave it to Ascendance of a Bookworm. Uh, Harry, I take it you'll vote for Dragon Quest. <laughs> oh, that's the only one I've yeah. seen. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm only like five episodes into that. But uh, yeah, I, th I think it's as a simple, just kind of basic, entertaining, like fantasy shonen. I'm having a decent time and it helps that I like Dragon Quest. And I like that aesthetic as mm -hmm. well. What about you, I mean, Kyle? Even though I've input? really only um, seen Rizuru and Dora Hidoro. Um, Reddit, at least, uh, my vote would honestly go for Dora Hodoro because it's such an alien, weird fucking world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like starkly different to anything in this category or any shows that have been released in a while. Mm -hmm. I think uh, who's going to win? It'll be a toss up between ReZero and Tower of God. Uh, mm -hmm. Just because ReZero is just so critically and popular, critically acclaimed and popular as well. It does, I, yeah, again, yeah. like one of the things I will praise ReZero for is its world building. Yeah. And Tower of God, I've just heard praise across the board as well, except it doesn't strike me as fantasy as much as ReZero. So maybe like that gives it a disadvantage, but I think that's mm -hmm. uh, semantics at that point. All right. We'll finish up finally with anime of the year. So we got Keep Your Hands Off of Azoken by Studio Science Saru, Jujutsu Kaisen from Studio Mappa, Great Pretender from Studio Wit Studio, Doro Hedoro from Studio Mappa again, Apare Ranman from Studio P PA Works, which you might notice was not a nominee for any other categories, yeah. which should be telling. <laughs> and then we got Beastars from Studio what? Orange. I, 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 I don't what? understand at all why Apare Ranman is on this on <laughs> a nominee for best anime of the year. I'm going to assume it it's is, not good. It's not good and it's not bad either, but it is oh, far, man. far, 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 far away from being best anime of the year, or even considered by it. Like mm. any discussion I've seen about it, either online or be my friends, like no one has just unabashedly liked this show. And again, the, the fact that it hasn't appeared on any other category too, should be telling that, why is it not me? Anyways, yeah. I, I don't get Maybe it. Maybe the system is slightly rigged and they sucked someone's dick and paid them some money or something. I, it's, but it's like Crunchyroll Awards. Like, why would, you, why would you rig the Crunchyroll Awards? 
Ah, uh, you never know. I, I don't People know. do weird I, I never shit know. when it's for popularity and fame and moment, I money know, and stuff. But I guess with the rest that we have here, I mean, isn't Jujutsu Kaisen, that's not like, that didn't finish airing in 2020. No, it's still airing, yeah. No, it's but, but like the first half of the season has just finished and like that alone is like, if I, yeah, they finished the first half of the season in 2020. Mm. So that's like okay. the first 13 episodes. So we've just started the second part now, but like, it's good enough to say, yeah, that was like, for me personally, it's anime of the year. Right. I think that's, yeah. I, I think that's going to probably win it, especially when consider uh, Demon Slayer won anime of the year last year. There's definitely, just like mm. at the Game Awards, there is a PlayStation bias. I would say there's absolutely a Shonen bias oh, yeah. <laughs> for the Crunchyroll Awards. <laughs> um, I, I, I have no doubt in my mind that Jujutsu will take it. However, I think you guys know my vote. I absolutely gave my vote for Great Pretender. There is just... No show out there yeah. like that. No show as globalized as it, no show as globally aware as it is um, that mm. is just able to cap capable of showing so many different facets of cultures and people and how they live and how they act um, on top of just like some fantastic high stories as well. It does um, have a very but, widespread across the categories here, which is yeah to see. Touches, as I said, it touches on a lot of topics that anime tends to shy away from in a very tactful manner, uh, very fluid animation great characters love every single one of them amazing soundtrack i gave i got my vote for best score best uh, soundtrack um i i just adore it it's one of those shows that reminds me of why i love anime mm. kyle well hmm, yeah <laughs> i mean i i can't in good conscience vote for great pretender because i right. haven't seen all of it i there's only By one default, show on here really <laughs> yeah it, well i didn't really like b stars i i thought it was oh okay. i forgot you watched b stars yeah okay yeah i thought it was okay um it made me more angry than anything isekin was just a uh, oh i like mm -hmm. that it was just I, I yeah i just bought like baseline i just enjoyed the show so right yeah um yeah i i think that would probably change if i were to finish great pretender um and i still have jujutsu kaisen on the list i, I just mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's where my vote goes by default. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe, maybe for, for the next episode, Kyle, you need to watch all of Jujutsu Kaisen and all of Great <laughs> Pretend Dev, and you can decide this. Maybe tiebreaker. Maybe I do. Yeah, you can be the, the deciding. Yeah, watch as it stays just for Azukin again, and I end up hating both now. I'll probably. I've, I think what could be genuinely them. good is. I need to watch Great Pretender so I could watch that for next episode and Matt could watch Jujutsu Kaisen. But I'm purposely waiting for Jujutsu and to finish. Don't, are you don't waiting for, for the whole season? Yeah, okay, yeah. well, fair enough. I'll, when it's finished, watch all of it. And That's when you plan, do, I'll watch yeah. Great Pretender and then then we can properly like compare and yeah. contrast. Yeah. Great Pretender, it's the only sh So every Sunday night, I have an anime night with one of my college friends where uh, we call each other on Discord and typically we'll just like spend the first half hour or so just shooting the shit, catching up with each other. But after we start Great Pretender, it's like, okay, no, like catch up can be later. We go to get on the call eight o'clock. We're starting Great Pretender right now. We're just squeezing in nice. as many episodes as we possibly can. <laughs> like uh, we, there is, we, did, we weren't messing around with that show. And there's no other show that we watched together that has done that to us. And we've watched a lot together. All right, so the awards are happening, I believe. Oh, where'd that date go? On February 22nd, I want to say. So if you're interested in finding out what wins and if the anime community has good taste, spoiler, it doesn't, uh, you can tune into Crunchyroll to watch it then. <laughs> really? Um, I actually haven't been following the actual shows of the Crunchyroll Awards. I feel like it needs the Jeff Keighley of anime. 
to really bring that show up to like something <sighs> meaningful. But mm -hmm. it's still, it, they're trying for sure. And I'm glad that they're, they provide an opportunity to give shout outs to shows that deserve it throughout the years. I would right. not be surprised if they had Hololive hosting it next year. Oh, please, yes. Please, yes. I mean, they got Hololive promoting Princess Connect. Yeah, I know. That's why super I like, pushing that up. Princess like, Connect. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Waiting for those uh, Hollow Ian special units, if they ever have oh, God. <laughs> All righty. That's going to be a wrap for this episode then. Kyle, what's happened with you? What do you want to shout out? Uh, what is happening with me? Uh, I'm playing video games. So the reason I haven't really been watching anime honestly, is like because I've been playing so many fucking video games, which hasn't happened for me in a while. I found it really hard to like kind of sit down and stay focused, but <laughs> this is the most gaming focused I've ever been in probably years. Uh, 13 Sentinels is fucking amazing. Yep. Yep. It like, sure is. I, it's Jesus Christ. I don't know how I like slept on this. It's so fucking good. Yep. It's doing. Do, do you see what I mean by it's a game that shouldn't exist? Yeah. Should it, like yeah. I am so confused, but I am like instead of being frustrated i'm constantly wanting to learn more exactly um, yeah and it's like you it's always feel like you're one step away from being able to figure it out if you just yeah and then it, it introduces some other thing and it's like it's just juggling 500 different fucking balls uh it's doing for vns what disco elysium did for western rpgs for me it's like revitalizing my interest yep uh, and yeah, if you want to read more about why that game is special i wrote an article on it called a. Uh, 13 Sentinels is the best game of 2020 that nobody's played. So you can check that is out it, on uh, Google Stomp. It's spoiler-free, right? It's spoiler-free, yes. All right, all right. So I'm I'm looking for a new game to play. Would you recommend it? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big fucking You time. are it's committing really a crime it's if you have not played this game. It's so fucking good, Harry. It's really good. Right. Okay. Go go read my article, too. Again, it's spoiler-free. How, how, how expensive? How expensive is it? Is it like full, it's full price, price or yeah. is it cheaper? I actually got okay. it on eBay but, for 40 bucks. <laughs> so <laughs> honestly, like check Ooh. eBay to see if there's any like lower price that you can get for it. Because some people do sell it lower there. Okay, I'll have a look. Mm -hmm. Right, cheers. All right. Okay. Harry, what do you want to shout out? Uh, I'll shout out, um, uh, oh, a musician over here, like someone called Blue Starley. He, uh, he released a trilogy of albums recently. Uh, he was signed to like quite a major label and I think there was a bit of a fallout with the label. And I think from what I can gather, the label is a, the, the guy leading the label is a bit of an asshole because uh, there's all sorts of drama I've been looking into. But this is first released as an independent artist. Um, he's like a multi-instrumentalist. He does all sorts of like glitchy, electronic, rock, metal fusion stuff. Um, and yeah, he's in this trilogy of albums and he just released a third in the trilogy called Obsidian recently. So check out that trilogy, Blue Starly. Blue Starly, you heard Starly. it here. That's a that's Sweet. a that's a good album name, I'd say. It's it's catchy. Obsidian. Uh, yeah, the the artist is called Blue Starly, and the album's called oh, Obsidian. Never mind. <laughs> it's yeah. a good good ha, artist ha, ha. name. Good artist name. Yeah, yeah. But he's cool. He's a good guy, and uh, I like his music a lot. All right, and for me, I already shout out my uh, Thirteen Sentinels podcast or not podcast. I wish I could make an entire podcast on Thirteen Sentinels. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> it is. I, I echo everything Kyle said. It is just a one-of-a-kind game that you just will never get again. It's one of those games that as soon as you finish, you wish you could wipe your memory of it all and just experience for the first time again. Uh, you can find me on Guma Stomp as the anime editor there. We're going to be having our uh, seasonal viewers guide coming up in the next coming week, so look for that. You can also find a Madoka retrospective I just wrote. So Madoka Magica just recently had its 10th anniversary. Wrote a retrospective on that. It's got a very interesting production cycle that is uh, 
hasn't been really seen since. So if you want to hear, see some more History of Madoka, check that out. I think it's a very, I'm very proud of this one, I'll say. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at MusingMojack, M-E-O-S-I-N-G-M-O-J-A-C-K, as well as twitch.tv slash MusingMojack, where I'm streaming every Monday and Friday night. You can find me streaming Atelier Ryza 2 on Monday, in fact, which might be tonight, depending on when you're listening to this. So come check me out on either sources. I'll see you around. Till next time. Ciao.